Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast together with show notes via our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Sarah Walker-Smith. Sarah is the CEO of Shakespeare Martinu. She is the first female non-lawyer CEO in the legal top 50. A trained accountant, having worked with PwC and Deloitte, Sarah puts people at the core of everything she does, as well as the marketing and branding experience gained whilst at Boots PLC. Sarah looks to challenge the norm in the legal sector and wider business world. She's passionate about levelling the playing field, encouraging everyone to bring their authentic selves to work. She strongly believes that good business is both purposeful and profitable, often with one leading to the other. So Sarah, welcome to the Connected Leader podcast. Hi Michelle, great to be here. Monday morning, raring to go. Yeah, Monday morning. And, uh, and so I came across you, Sarah, on social media, uh, which is how I found many of the leaders that I've interviewed on this podcast. And you were talking not only about how connected, being a connected leader on on social and, and going about your everyday work and utilizing the channels, but you were also talking about the role of leadership and purpose, uh, and that really, that really kind of uh, attracted me to, to to really want to get you onto the podcast uh, for a number of reasons. One, because you're a digitally connected leader and you're out there and you're being vocal and you're utilizing and harnessing and championing those social and digital technologies in in a way that they can be used for that connectivity, but also this this piece around the purpose of leadership. And I know that this is something very, you know, very close to your heart and something that, that, that you feel very strongly around. So I thought that whilst we will talk about your social activity and, and how you got into that and how that is developing, I'd like to start, particularly given the current landscape yeah. around leaders and leaders showing up and needing to show up in in not only when times are good but in very very challenging and difficult times what what this sense of purpose you know means how it aligns people how it steers guides you know what what's your what's your view take position when it comes to when it comes to that so I, I was fascinated by purpose, started being fascinated by purpose in terms of leadership and organizational development probably about six or seven years ago. And um, I've always been a strong believer in having a good vision and a good strategy and everything. But the more I started to research the subject, I realized genuinely there is evidence that the more purposeful organizations will have more motivated people and will have better results. And there's a big correlation between the three. In fact, um, a chap called Dan Pontifract wrote a book oh gosh, about 2016, I think, called um, The Purpose Effect. And he was arguing that uh, personal purpose, organizational purpose, and then the job role that somebody plays within an organization will drive higher motivation, higher performance. And I really, really started to get into that. And and um, around about that time, I think I clarified what my personal purpose was. And then I need, I realized I had to be in a role in an organization where there was that bit in the middle of the Venn diagram. So if you think of it as three circles, what's the it in the middle, the organizational, the personal, and being in a role where you can actually do something about it. So um, 
by hook or by crook, I've, I've found myself in a situation where now my personal purpose and my organization's purpose and the role that I'm doing is very, very aligned. So I was already in that space thinking this was the way forward, uh, thinking about leadership in the 21st century, the needs of people in the future. Um, we know so much more as new generations are coming into the workplace, this matters increasingly. And that was already there. Then, of course, we have the most horrendous situation develop earlier this year with COVID. And I think it's just been amplified. I think, I think meaning for individuals and businesses is, is even more relevant now. And I think it will be increasingly because we all know um, we're not going back to any kind of normality as we knew it before. I mean, I personally want us to go back to something better than we had before, yeah. but that's going to take a huge amount of effort and drive. And we need to have purpose to pull us through that and to give us the resilience, the tenacity and everything else we need to drive for a better world in the future and make some meaning out of this terrible thing that's happened. So I'm, I'm all over it at the moment. <laughs> wonderful. And, and, you know, I suppose where some of the challenge comes with purpose and, and, and I couldn't agree with you more, you know, I, I, that, that element of being in the role and being able to do something with the purpose where your purpose aligns with the organizational purpose, but then you can actually do something. Cause I should imagine there's a, there's a lot of frustration. I know personally myself when, when I wasn't in a role where I could affect the change, it can become very, very frustrating, very, very frustrating. And, and you see great leaders move from one organization where they're clearly frustrated and they can't break through and they move into something where they can break through and, and, and great change and great shifts happen. What, what, you know, from a commercial perspective, because I know you, you, you're very commercially focused as well. I mean, you've, you, you, you drive very successful organizations. How does it fit commercially? Because I think for some people and some leaders and some organizations that's where it kind of falls down it's like oh well you can't be all driven around that you know we've got to drive the profits and what, what where where does that sit with for me it's exactly the same thing I'm a chartered accountant and I'm I'm still believe in um you know the capital model about creating value and all of those things but but it is the same thing you can't separate them the minute you separate them you're totally missing the point so the fact here is if i have a stronger personal vision i can lead and hopefully lead a group of people to come up with a collective vision of our business which will not motivate them they'll uh, be more connected more motivated work harder for the business but where that really transcends then is our brand starts to mean something more in the external marketplace our customers are happier because the, the people looking after them are happy and developed and feeling good about what they do. And, and then you drive growth. And, and of course, you drive the bottom line. But, but no one must think that being purposeful is being soft or uncommercial. I, I just totally, um, well, reject that notion. It's not at all. In fact, if anything, I found that having very strong values and purpose helps me make difficult decisions because I can make it with that context, and it's actually easier to be, I've been much more decisive, actually, since yeah. I've had that. And sometimes you're making very difficult decisions. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to face sometimes downturns or economic problems or challenges, but, but you're doing it from a, a connection to something that you know why you're doing it and you're doing the right thing. And I actually think that helps, that helps people be better leaders as well. I mean, you'd think that, wouldn't you? Because it's kind of your guide. It's your steer. It's, a, it's, it's being aligned. You know, are we on purpose? Does yeah. it fit? You know, does it fit? So from a decision-making perspective, it, it, 
that that really that really is a practical a practical guide so how do you how do you so purpose for you what where does it come in in kind of I suppose the hierarchy is it your purpose that can then be reflected or, or uh, you know, yeah, reflected into the organisation, bringing people with you and then manifesting through the brand? Where, how, what's the, what's the kind of line yeah. do you feel? So it would, um, there's got to be a high correlation. If you're going to be a very visible leader and leave, lead from the front, um, there has to be a high correlation between your own personal values and personal purpose and what you're doing in your organization. Otherwise, you're living a lie. You're not being authentic. And we all know that authentic leadership is essentially needed, absolutely needed at the moment so that you can just be who you are, not have to try and pretend to be something else. So there's got to be a high correlation. And if you imagine that Venn diagram, it doesn't need to be the same circle, but there needs to be a big overlap. Um, However, it's so important that you don't just walk in and inflict your vision and your values onto, we've got 900 people. So, So what I did, I've been in the role now for about 16, 17 months. And I knew where I was coming from. And I, I knew enough before I joined the organization when I was going through a very lengthy headhunting process um, that I worked out that there was enough correlation. And I thought, given where I wanted to go with things, it, it, would, it would work. But to cut a long story short, I spent the first three, four months just getting to know people in the organization and trying really hard not to go, this is what I think we should do. And this is what, even though I knew what I wanted to do, I then found a way of um, bringing a shadow board together to work alongside the main board. We took a lot of, we did a lot of workshops, spent a lot of time listening to people around the business. And then we took that group away, locked them literally in in a forest for a week and came out of the other end with words that were then collective words. So there was enough of me in there for me to be totally connected with it. But far more importantly, it was owned by a much bigger group of people. And then what you've done I'm, I'm talking a lot about pebbles at the moment. You have to forgive me on this one. But what you've done is you've thrown lots of little pebbles. So rather than you trying to be one giant pebble and create a ripple, the more pebbles you throw, the more that ripple will gather momentum and, and gain force. And at the moment, um, I think we have a very strong sense of growing shared purpose in the organization. And so for me, that's, that's now more important than my personal purpose. But the two things are really correlated. Brilliant. And, and, so, and there's some practicality there as to, I love the fact that it wasn't you command and control. This is the way we're doing it. This is my, pro-. you know, it, it is a, it's, you're aligned, but you're also bringing everybody with you yeah. that pebbles, the shared voice, because there has to be ownership, doesn't there? There has to be ownership, not by you, but by the organization of, of, of that purpose. So one of the points you, 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 you touched on there was around being a visible leader, yeah. leading from the front. And of course, you do this uh, in many ways. And, and I came across you because you do this utilizing the social technologies. What's your view then? I mean, you're utilizing the social technologies. Mm. Where do you think they sit from a communication perspective for you as a leader mm. outwards around what your organization stands for and you leading that? And also, for you as a leader uh, to your employees and the voice that you have internally with those employees, where, where does it, where do they fit? You know, I talk about the connected leader. How, how do these social technologies support that for you? So, um, 
you've got to bring your whole self into the job even more so now than you ever did. And I think social media gives me the chance to be even more authentic. You know, I feel much happier recording a video or a podcast and putting it out, whether it's internal or external, come back to that, than I do trying to write a long email. You can't get your personality across. People will misconstrue words. You know, you're not making that that connection. So, so for me, social media really does allow me to bring all of me into the job and to and to allow some of that individual individuality, personality, etc., to come into it as well. I think, I think you can be better understood and understand others. And this is really important. Social media, I think, is a two-way tool, and that's really really important as well. So, so for me, it's one of several tools. Now, of course, you can use social media in lots of different ways. Um, you know, the written word, video, podcasts, you know, all sorts of different things, just little sound bites. So, so I think you have to break the tool down and not just use it in a single way as well. And of course, there are different social media channels, but, but you need to really use it in as many different ways as you possibly can at different times for different reasons. So, so it's a complex channel, but of course, it's not the only channel and you won't get to everybody you want through social media because some people still don't use it. So, you know, you have to do it as part of a mix. But coming back to the internal and external, my objective is to be able to say virtually the same things to both audiences. Now, occasionally there might be things that are more appropriate for a period of time for an internal audience if something's commercial or confidential or whatever it may be. But my my philosophy is just be transparent and say, say, pretty much the same message and the same thing both internally and externally. So when I'm on external social media, I'm thinking about my teams and my people as much as I'm thinking about clients or influencers or just connections or other business leaders, because essentially people are just people. And if you want to build trust, which I do personally as a leader, but also as a brand, the more you can just give the same message and be completely transparent and blur those boundaries between the inside and the outside. I, I think that's the way modern businesses build trust. Yeah. And I like that blur the boundaries because I, I think that there is, there is that, that almost separation sometimes between yeah. this is how we operate internally. Oh, and now we're going outside, you know, and, 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 and it's the same thing, isn't it? Because those yeah. your employees are often your consumers. Absolutely. Um, but also, well. Imagine how exhausting that would be to have to try and be two different people, one internally, one externally. Why do you need to do that anymore? You know, we need to challenge these outdated old fashioned paradigms. I don't think that's what people want from their leaders anymore. And we know from some of the recent trust research that business leaders are stepping into a vacuum that is is recognized now in terms of what needs to happen in society. Um, some of the stuff that I put out over the last few weeks, I've talked about the new abnormal. And then over this weekend, I've, I've put something out about business leaders being pebbles, back to my pebble analogy, um, because I think we've got to fill that gap. But what we can't do is fall into the trap of, of doing it in a political way. I think we just need to be out there leading authentically, driving broadly in the same direction and and helping to um, collectively and collaboratively transcend the boundaries of our, our organisations so that we can actually improve things for everybody. And I, I just think if you've got to do all of that and you've also got to worry about how am I internally, how am I externally, who am I talking to, just so simple. If you're just yourself, yes, you're taking away all of that additional burden and workload and you will build trust. And you build relationships and connections. And you do, and, and, and you're so. It, it is. It's so difficult, though, isn't it? Because it's not so difficult. I think it's becoming easier. We are transitioning from <laughs> this. I call it mask wearing. You know, where you you yeah. think uh, you have to you have to show up in a certain way, or your role 
that it comes with a set of rules and regulations and, 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 and you can't just be yourself. And like you say, that must be exhausting, but also mm-hmm. a bit soul destroying as well, because you just, you just can't be you. So then it becomes, it becomes exhausting, I, I should imagine. Well, and I think that's why a lot of people avoid social media because they yeah. don't have enough time and energy to constantly reinvent themselves <laughs> or, to, or to worry about what people are going to say or should I say this, shouldn't I say this? And, you know, I've just stopped worrying. I pull it all back again to values and purpose. And am I saying things for the right reason? And am I, am I being true to myself and being respectful to other people, yeah. which is massively important? Um, and if I am, I've, I've now just decided to stop worrying about it. Good. Well, I, I really, I really like that. And so with, do you, your role as the leader in social media and, and taking, you know, the, the role that you do and you talk externally, you talk internally, has that encouraged other people within your organization then to, to do the same? Yeah. Um, as you'd expect, but I want them to do it because they want to do it and they feel comfortable with it and they can do it in the way that I've just described. So I would never force anybody who it's not their bag. And for some people, it really isn't their bag. You know, they'd be more, um, possibly more comfortable picking up the phone and having a chat with a client. Brilliant. Do that. That's what the clients want us to do. So, you know, this, this idea of being yourself, you can't then rubber stamp a process or a set of rules onto people and say, be yourself, but do it like this. So, so I'm trying to lead the way and show people it's okay to do this and it's a good thing to do, but, but not if it doesn't sit with them and their values and everything else. So, so no, I'm, I'm delighted and we've got some absolutely fantastic people internally who are even more active on social media than I am and it works for them. Fantastic. What I want to do is let everybody know they have the permission to do it Yes, and they, and they will give them the support to do it, whether it's training or tips from the, the BD teams or whoever it may be. But we're not going to force them to do it if it doesn't sit with them because then they won't do it well. No. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you try and force around pegs into square holes, it's, not, it's never going to work out well. So yeah. for people who it, it's right for, absolutely go for it and we'll give them all the support we can. Yeah. And I suppose that raises an interesting dilemma then for those leaders who, because there is almost a expectation now that, Mm. and we've seen it particularly during these challenging times where people expect the leaders of an organization to be visible, to be transparent, to be coming out and saying something. You know, we mentioned some of these surveys that have been done around trust and expectation of leaders. People expect, consumers expect governments and, uh, sorry, leaders to solve more ills than governments. You know, they expect them to have a stance and to have a say. So for those leaders that do not feel comfortable with this, with these channels at all, do, the, do you feel that they, ha- I know we were talking square peg, round hole, but is, is it becoming part of the role? If you're taking that leadership stance, you know, if you're a CEO, if you're a leader out there, can you ignore these channels even if you don't feel comfortable with them? So probably going to say something quite controversial here, but this is me. I think I think those leaders need to ask themselves if they're still really doing the right job, quite frankly, because the, the demands of leadership are changing and changing very, very rapidly. Now, to be fair, there are certain leadership roles where it's more important to be visible than others. You know, you may be leading a very small organization. You can be very, very visible internally and your external reputation doesn't matter quite the same. So, you know, I don't want to presume that every business yeah. is the same. But, but I do think it's a role of all leaders now to be authentic, connected, visible, um, empathetic um, and brave, 
and and to have an opinion. And I'm sorry, I think that's part of the job. So, um, you know, some people have reasons that they've perhaps feel uncomfortable or not or not yet ready to do that. And I would encourage them to start small and have a go. I mean, I, I've only been doing it really, really for about 18 months um, and really heavily since probably about December, actually. I've really ramped it up a gear in December. Um, so, you know, it's never too late. <laughs> it's just, just try it. What's the worst that could happen? And I think, you know, start small and just see what you get. But um, I've been astonished at the level of engagement I've got just by being honest. And I, I use humor. Sometimes I'm talking about serious things. Sometimes I'm talking about funny things. Um, I've been singing on social media. I've, you know, I've, I've just decided to literally be myself. And the response has been absolutely phenomenal. And it's made me realize that human beings want to connect to other human beings, irrespective of what your job title is, you are still a person. And um, I, th- I think if people could get past that, yeah. they will be better leaders. You know, you don't need to be on social media every day, but just be yourself and and your people will respond. Yeah, absolutely. And with regards to, you know, you said you've, you've, you've had some, you've been amazed around the level of engagement. What mm-hmm. things have you, what, what kind of things have you learned from being out on social media? Is there anything that, you know, that you think, I, 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 I'm surprised by that? I'm, uh, apart from just that genuine connection that people just want to connect with people, is there anything else that you would say, I, I was really surprised about stuff that you've learned, yeah. is there, are there things that have come up that you just wouldn't have been able to have known or done without those technologies? Um, so what's really surprised me, and I alluded to this earlier, is that I can see now it's actually a two-way interactive media far more than I thought. I mean, go back a couple of years, I thought it's about having a press release, whack it out onto LinkedIn, Twitter, Insta, you know, wherever you put it, just just whack it out there. I've realized now that's not the point. It's absolutely about two-way and it is genuinely about building connections. And then there's connections like we have, you know, collaborating over something. So I thought of it, I used to think of it as a PR channel and I realize now it's absolutely not. So the other aspect of social media that's really surprised me is how much I'm getting, I'm getting from it. I'd say almost I get more from it than I'm getting by giving out. Yeah. So, um, and that's because I, I, I understand different perspectives. I challenges my thinking. Sometimes I learn, I connect with other like-minded leaders. And then because I'm so, um, believing in this abundance mentality about us all driving things forwards together, it's, it's allowed me to really, to really join the dots. So, so I didn't expect that. I thought it was one way. It's the, been the two way and the multi-channel that's, that's really surprised me. Yeah. I mean, it really is a communication, isn't it? It really is a conversation. I call that, you know, it's, it's continuous conversations. And I'm always, you know, for me, I, I'm able to spot things as well. I'm able to, to, to look at opportunities. I've learned lots of things. I've met incredible people that I just wouldn't ordinarily, all around the world, wouldn't ordinarily yes. be yes. able to connect with. That that global point is hugely important. There are no barriers no. on social media. You know, there's there's no physical barrier to, to physic. You know, you go to a networking event in this country, it's highly unlikely you're going to meet people from the States. I've connected with people from Africa, from the States, from Eastern Europe. It's fabulous. It just, just removes all the boundaries. It does. And then, of course, when you meet people locally, and even if they are from another part of the world, then you can connect with them online. Off, like, you know, it, it builds that connection. Yeah. And, and most of those connections now are likely to be started digitally. You know, when people yes. are looking at you, they're looking at your digital profile, they're looking at your web profile, they're 
those partnerships, those potential new relationships, networks, they're starting digitally. So not being present means you're missing out on absolutely but also what you know if you adopt the mentality rather than I'm afraid of this or I don't think it's right or I'm not into social media whatever it might be change that mindset around and go well what's the worst that could happen and what have I got to lose and start there Um, and if you just flip that round what you've done is you put yourself into an enabling mindset which means you can you can start down that track And I think that is great advice. And it's advice that we hear a lot on the podcast. Just start, start small. And often just start by listening and looking as to what is going on, because that in itself builds that confidence is, is that all I need to do? (laughs) You know? Um, So yes, so wonderful. So thank you so much. What about balancing? One last question before I move on to my three questions. What about balancing your personal? I mean, you've said that you you are you. You know, there's you. You're yeah. seeing. You've done that. You, you know. So this balancing sometimes, and it's a question I get asked a lot. How do I balance my personal life with my business professional life? Yeah. I'm guessing in your case, you're going to say it's one and the same, but. Yeah, it is. What I would say is we all need a boundary and that boundary might be somewhere different depending on how private you are, your personal circumstances, whatever it may be. So, you know, I, I do, um, I do still have a boundary. There's some things that I wouldn't just put straight into, into social media, depending on, on, on what they were and being really respectful of the members of your family or your friends or the community that you're part of. If they're not comfortable with being dragged into it, you can't suddenly say, right, no fair game everybody's in kind of thing. So, so I am very respectful of that. I, what, my difference is I, I can, I can choose how much of me I bring to the party. I can't make the choice for other people around me. So I tend I tend to blur the boundary when it comes to me professionally and personally, but I don't, sure. I don't bring in my family too much because they're not comfortable with it. But um, that said, when, when it is relevant, um, I do, but I, again, I just, I'm just very respectful to their views. So I think you need to know where your personal boundary is and you stick with that. Just, just don't make assumptions about the people around you. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I would say. The other thing I would say is, and people are afraid of this, trolling. So I'm going to touch wood now and I'm probably going to ask for trouble by saying this, but thank you. <laughs> I've only ever had one vaguely negative interaction with somebody on social media. Um, and I'm sure, you know, perhaps as my profile goes, I'm, I'm embracing myself for it to be even worse, where somebody was very judgmental about me and came back and said, you clearly have such a perfect life, blah, blah, blah. And I felt instantly very sorry for that person because it was quite clear that that person was was struggling with something. Yep. So I then tried to engage and then I realized very quickly, no, that's another place you have to have boundaries. You can't start trying to rescue people. No that attack you, which is my natural instinct. Um, and you do also get contacted at a huge amount sometimes. I have uh, sometimes dozens and dozens of messages, let alone all the comments that I get on posts and various other things. And you just need to be comfortable with yourself that if that starts to go into your personal life too much because you are spending hours a day yeah. on social media, you, you just need to know what your boundaries are. And, um, you know, I do always try and reply to everybody or interact with people, but sometimes you mustn't beat yourself up if you are overwhelmed by it and you sometimes go, no, that's my boundary and I, I can't. I can't yeah. respond to everybody and everything. Yeah. So I think once you've worked out what those boundaries are, then I think just, again, be yourself. Fantastic. Uh, and I think that's, that's, again, that's, I was going to say, what piece of advice would you give to, to not only fellow leaders, but aspiring leaders? Mm. And, and I think boundaries. Yeah. 
and not don't be disappointed if not everybody agrees with you what you're trying to do is understand other people's viewpoints and and get a debate going sometimes so if everybody agreed with you I would be saying, well, you're not getting a real, you're not really getting through and you're not getting a debate. Somebody once said to me, um, how many people don't like you? Um, Or this is in a different conversation. It was actually said to somebody else in a different conversation, but uh, how many people don't like you? And the person who answered said, well, everybody likes me. And and the challenge back was, well, you're not leading then, are you? Yes. Because as leaders, we have views, we have opinions. And if we're brave enough to share them, clearly not everybody's going to agree with it. So don't take it personally if they don't. No. Lovely. Wonderful. Okay. So I like to end, I I feel like we've got to know a little bit more about you, Sarah, and definitely how, um, how you are authentic, uh, and, and lead that way and are comfortable with leading on your purpose and just being you, you know, which is, which is wonderful. So I'd like to ask you some questions, three very quick fire questions, just to learn a little bit more about your views away from social, but they sometimes realign. They sometimes, you know, all come back to the same thing. Um, So I'm going to ask you these questions, just top of the head kind of answers. If you could change, pretty big questions. If you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? (laughs) Well, the the trite answer is I I would get Donald Trump out of the White House next week. Um, Or at least on the 1st of November or whenever the election is. Um, But on 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 a bigger note, what that really stands for is I want a win-win mentality across the world, an abundance mentality where people are not scoring points by trying to win-lose. If we all went for win-win, the world would be a better place. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And what about, um, I mean, you mentioned uh, the Purpose Effect book um, that you read, that you, you enjoyed, but what have you read recently that's, that's inspired you? Yeah, Are so you a reader? do you like to read a lot? Yeah. Um, I, I do, but actually, what I've been doing a lot recently is watching films, and um, this one will probably come as a surprise. It's not the obvious thing that I suspect people say in this, but I watched the film called Once last night, and um, it was made in the late 2000s. It was made on $115,000, and it took nearly 30 million at the box office. And the reason I was so inspired by this, I, I, this is a quick fire, so I'm not going to go into the detail, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but essentially, they challenged the norms, they made a film that they shouldn't have been able to make for that money and it was massively successful and I just love that idea that you break the rules you try something new and you get a, a, you a win. so I found that incredibly inspiring when I read the backstory about how they made that film the film was great but the backstory is even more inspiring oh I, I don't think I've seen that I'm gonna well I, I'd know if I'd seen it so I'm gonna look at that but read um, the backstory as well it's yeah it's, I will I love that I love that and what's the best piece of advice you've been given to date this one's tough because I've been given so much amazing advice by so many wise and wonderful and generous people but the one that's really resonating for me at the moment as we're going through the changes is to yeah. meet people where they're at yeah love. so you go to them and you bring them with you that's yeah. that's the one that's top of mind for me at the moment yeah love 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 that Sarah it's been an absolute joy I'm so glad we finally got to have a conversation uh, we're not really in face to face right now I'm sure that'll happen one day but um, but it's as close as over over Zoom and uh, I'll continue to look forward to our Twitter conversations and our, our other conversations on social media but thank you so much for coming on the podcast absolute pleasure thank you 
You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it and indeed subscribe to tune in for more episodes. You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site too, so be sure to check those out. So for now, from me, Michelle Carville, your host on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.